0: Welcome to the Enjoying the Journey podcast, I'm Rob and I'm smiling because it's my wife's birthday and it's 55 degrees outside here in the great state of Iowa. We've got dinner plans a little later tonight and I can't wait to hear about her day teaching those wonderful little kindergarten kids. We had some fun with her this morning as my assistant Parker decorated her room last night or her classroom last night, let me clarify here, and I didn't catch it until it was too late but he signed her whiteboard, happy birthday, Mrs. Roseboom. I'm just gonna let you process that for a moment. So when I texted her this morning, if she had made it to her classroom, I wasn't overly surprised that she was confused about who had put balloons and wished her a happy birthday in her classroom. Because as her husband, I would have probably signed it happy birthday, babe, happy birthday, love, not happy birthday, Mrs. Roseboom. But it gets even better. When she read happy birthday, she thought a kid wrote it because it said happy birth. Hey, it's B-I-R-T-H-A-Y. Parker forgot to put the D in birthday. And then her kindergarten kids started making her cards and looking at the board and spelling happy birthday, Mrs. Rosenboom. I'm still laughing about it, but it sure put a little fun in her journey today. So thanks, Parker. You made her day. I don't know about you, but isn't it good to laugh, to see the sunshine? Remember, there's fun out there and an adventure awaiting. I'm excited to have you meet Holly today as she is a 25-year-old senior publicist with Revel Books and Baker Publishing, who's been on quite a journey. Thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, I hope you find a little more joy in your journey. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode, Enjoying the Journey. I am really excited because we have a young guest with us today. And the first time I met her, I was super impressed with her position already at a very young age. I'll let her tell you more about that. But Holly, I understand that you are now a senior publicist at Baker Books and Revel, which is Baker Publishing House, and you can tell us more about that. But how did that happen? Because when they find out, your age, and maybe they won't be as (laughs) impressed as what I am, but I am super impressed that you are already a senior publicist at a publishing company at a very young age.
1: Yeah, thank you. It's great to be with you. It's kind of a funny story how I got started here. My degree in college was actually English education, so I wanted to be a teacher, and then I was student teaching the last semester of school and realized that that was totally the wrong direction from my life. God bless teachers, but I was not cut from the same fabric as them. So I kind of had to pivot last minute and I ended up working at a bookstore for a little while. Um, Right out of college was making like $12 an hour living at home, a little disappointed, kind of down on my luck. And then I applied for this job at Baker Publishing Group thinking I was pretty unqualified. And the hiring manager happened to be in Colorado, where I'm from originally, the very next week. So he interviewed me at a Starbucks, 10 minutes away from my the house that I grew up in. And they hired me the next week. I had a second interview on Zoom the next week and they hired me and I moved to Minnesota just a couple weeks later and have been so blessed. It was a total God thing. I have still am in awe that it even happened.
0: That's right. We we share a little bit of similarity, as in, I thought I was going to be a teacher as well. And so when you get to that that last part of it, well, it wasn't even the last part, but where you could job shadow. That's what it was. I got to job mm-hmm. shadow. Uh, and I thought I was going to be a guidance counselor because I could work okay. with people, et cetera. All they did was fill out paperwork and write papers for them <laughs> to go to college. I'm like, I don't want to do this the rest of my life or whatever. I think guidance counselor, I, I just angered every one of them i do not think yep. that the job was not <laughs> important it was just not for me and then i married uh, a teacher my wife is a kindergarten teacher
1: and I, uh, good for her oh it good is hard her.
0: oh i don't know how she does it i don't, I don't either it. but it's so exciting to hear how god kind of takes us on a journey and where we think we're going to mm-hmm. go at one point in time in life he takes us on another turn and we end up you're now a senior publicist and so for those that, can you give us a little background on uh, who Baker Publishing is, or Baker Books and, and Revel? like Yeah, absolutely. In?
1: Yeah, Baker Publishing Group is uh, one of the largest independent Christian publishers in the industry. Um, so we just publish messages of hope for people. Um, we have six different divisions, and I work for Baker Books and Revel, which are uh, just two of the six. Um, and I actually just switched over to those divisions. I was working for other divisions a little while ago, so those two are kind of new for me, which is awesome.
0: Oh, that's cool. That is wonderful. So you're working for a Christian publishing company.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, my question is: um, Were you always a Christian, and and can you give us a little peek into your into your journey? I mean, it's it's one thing to work for a for a publicist per se, but then to work for a Christian publisher, right? Did you did you ever see that coming? And and what has that experience been like?
1: I did not see that coming. If you told me four years ago I would be working at a Christian company, I would have been dumbfounded. <laughs> um I I did grow up Catholic in the Catholic Church. And when I was 16, I left the church and just really had no faith at all for years. I was an atheist. I was living in a tremendous amount of sin. Uh, I struggled with anxiety and depression and just went through quite a bit um, until eventually I I found faith when I was in college. Um, So what happened was my dad was actually diagnosed with a brain tumor when I was a senior in college doing the student teaching and I had no hope when you don't have Jesus, what, what is there to cling to at that moment in time? You know, I, here's my dad who I love so much, get this diagnosis. He's young, he's in his fifties. Um, and I was just left without answers. And so I had started having some recurring nightmares, which isn't uncommon for me. I have recurring dreams all the time, but these were really weird. I was, it was as if I were, was drowning and it was just all the time I'd have these dreams that I was drowning. And one day when I was student teaching, one of the other uh, teachers, a Apara, came to me at lunch and asked if I would come to her classroom for a little bit. And I did. I didn't know her super well. We had talked a couple times. She was in my classroom every now and then, but we weren't um, we weren't familiar with each other. And she just asked if she could pray with me, and that was something no one had ever really done for me before. You know, Growing up Catholic, I had prayers that I had memorized and could just say, not even knowing what they meant necessarily, but just long prayers that I knew. But listening to Jamie is her name, listening to Jamie pray over me in that moment was the first time I actually heard someone talking to God as if they really knew him. And it, it made me start to wonder if there was more than what I had known growing up. And um, it was just a totally new New thing for me to hear and to see and to experience, and so anyway, at the end of her praying for me, she actually said to me that she could see this kind of vision of me in the ocean, and it a waves just kept crashing over my head. And as she as she's saying this, I'm kind of sitting there stunned, like, oh boy, <laughs> this is exactly what I've been dreaming about and feeling. And so she said she was on the shore and she could see me and I wasn't that far off. And my family was on the shore and God was there and I wasn't that far out. Uh, it looked like I was drowning from where I was, but they could see that I was close. And uh, she told me that I needed God to get through it. And that really stuck with me. It wasn't, a, you know, an instantaneous transformation because um, sanctification is a long drawn out process and it hurts. but. Um, it was, that was the moment where I really realized that God was more than I had ever known and that I needed him.
0: Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, when God gives us people that come into our lives and, and speak truth and they can see things that w- we don't see right when we need it, you know, just in, in the amount of time, uh, when he shows up, I think Toby Mack just put out a new song on Friday, never mm-hmm. early, never late. I think are, are right. some of the lyrics I'm like, yeah, but can you just be early once? Just early would be nice,
1: maybe. Yeah, it would be nice if he would break in a little sooner every now (laughs) and then. But it's so true. Who knows if I would have been ready to hear that a year before? And then a year later, I, you know, got a job at a Christian company. And even then, I was still wrestling with my new faith. It was still very new to me. And I was like, can I really work? at a Christian company. Am am I there? Are they going to, are people going to think I'm a phony? That was one of my concerns was I'm this new Christian. I'm working with these incredible authors. I mean, really amazing people who are role models in their faith. And here I come along to help them. And I'm this baby Christian, (laughs) one-year-old wondering if they're going to see through me.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I just love how God does that and, and uses you like you said a ba- a baby Christian in a mm-hmm. Christian book publishing company because a lady asked you to come come and pray with her and exactly what you were dealing with she spoke into you and, and God got a heart right of heart. and uh, with your family how did how did that translate with faith were they there were they not with your dad's diagnosis how did that how did that go.
1: Yeah, I, I'm constantly praying for my family. Some of them are believers. Some of them aren't. Um, my dad is doing pretty well. He still, he still has a brain tumor. They're not going to operate on it or anything, but you know, he's living and he's fine. Um, and we just kind of, you know, take it as it is, you know, God gave this to him. Um, not, not God gave this to him, but God didn't put this in his life for nothing. He's going to use it. And he's used it in my life, obviously, to turn, to turn my life around. Um, so, yeah, it's just um, brought us together in kind of a different way than ever before. It's not something any of us ever um, planned for. And I'm sure you understand that. <laughs> um, I, do. I do. Yep. <laughs>
0: you know, it's funny you say that because I think it was yesterday, right? We all go through our adversity. That's what this podcast is all about. Yeah. The journey, right? We all have a journey. And Sometimes it's the most beautiful journey in the world. We're laughing. We're having fun. We're we're making memories. And then other moments we get punched in the gut. Mm -hmm. Most of the life gets sucked out of us and we can't breathe. Right. And I don't know if it was a sermon I was listening to yesterday or what it was, but as you said to me, you can understand. And of course, I can understand some because of the adversity I get to live with on on a daily basis and God not in this unbelievably audible voice spoke to me, but I have been a little, you bring up anxious, okay? I'm glad you brought right. the word up earlier because I think in the Christian realm, we get so afraid of the word anxious because if we're anxious, then we're not trusting God. Hmm. If we're anxious, then we don't believe God can change everything. If we're anxious, then we have our, our faith in the wrong place. And I, I came through the season of January and my word, not that I wanted it to be that word, I I wanted a much better word, but it was anxious. Yeah. Anxious about about some things. And and so yesterday, as I'm listening, I think it was a sermon, as I'm listening, that thought is still there. I'm still a little anxious. I'm, I'm still, I mean, let's be honest, a little fearful about this. And I've got an 18-year-old now, and he's going to be going on to the National Guard. And, yeah. you, you know, you got to. Let them go. Let them leave the nest. So you get, you get anxious about that. You get anxious about your own adversity that you're walking through. And it was a story that he was sharing, and all of a sudden it hit me. You know, yeah, Rob. This this isn't always fun, and it gets annoying, and it gets challenging. But it brings your family closer together. Mm, right. Do you understand that if maybe you didn't have this, you wouldn't need your wife as much which means would we have the communication that we have now if I didn't need her as much, you know, help walk across our house or putting me in bed at night or taking me uh, out of bed in the morning. I mean, it sounds horrible, but that's our life. And Mm -hmm. it was, it was yesterday with this pastor, he was talking about relationship goals and how we can drift apart because of this situation or that situation. And for, you know, sometimes in, in, in our stories, if you're like me at all we get uh, oh what's the word a little down Debbie Downer that kind. yeah of totally poor me woe is me and, and I I hate to admit it because we're on a podcast and I don't like admitting that I get in those moods and, and they beat me down but they do and I've, mm-hmm. I've been in it since January uh, you will understand this a we have been living in the Midwest and it was minus 26 last week. Now it's <laughs> so temperature. Freezing. Oh, you want to talk about positivity going out the window? Holy cow, that was crazy. It was it was, it was so bitter. Cold. Oh, it was cold. So you walked through that. I had walked through some other things that had stressed me out. And so I'm listening to the sermon, and all of a sudden God got a hold of me. And it's like, but Rob, you get a hold on to your wife every day you get to have your children close. I was actually going to do a speaking engagement last night after this particular church service we were watching and two of my kids were going along, partly because I need them to. The other part might've been punishment for the one, but no, (laughs) no, (laughs) I'm just kidding. But it gave me a perspective, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, that if I didn't have the adversity that I have, where would our relationship as a family, or as a husband and wife be. And I think that's exactly what you're saying with your dad having a brain tumor. It brings you to a place that without it, you may have never gotten to.
1: Right. Well, and even in in my faith, I mean, that obviously brought me to God. Who knows if how that conversation would have played out? I believe God would have brought me to him regardless. But right that prayer took place because my dad was diagnosed with a brain tumor, but even just anxiety in general has shaped a lot of my faith. I've had anxiety since I was a, a kid, really since I can remember I've had anxiety and have taken medicine for it for years and have struggled through it for years. And now as I'm, you know, growing into adulthood more, we mentioned I'm young, I'm 25. I'm I, still so <laughs> impressed.
0: High five over the airwaves. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, But even as I'm growing into adulthood, I am seeing just how much my anxiety plays into my faith because it draws me into prayer so much because what can I do sometimes other than to pray? And I'll tell you a funny story. It's funny. Now last week was a rough week. We talked obviously last week and I had to change times on you. (laughs) I ate, An avocado on Wednesday night last week and had an allergic reaction had to go to the ER had to get steroids the EpiPen whatever the whole thing my poor boyfriend was there with me until four in the morning, my car was broken, so I have. (laughs) this allergic reaction. My car's broken. I get a call at the end of the week. Hey, Holly, you're better off just buying a new one. This really isn't looking good. So I had to then get a new car last week. Just all of these things that should have made me just kind of really anxious, kind of go back into a place of anxiety and, and wallowing and just shutting down and staying inside. And I just last week, God drew me into prayer so much every single day, you know, even in the busyness that everything was and just how hard last week was. I prayed more last week when I was so busy than most other weeks in my life, which I'm ashamed to say, but really I just, God drew me into prayer. And on Saturday night, I was with my boyfriend again, and he just said, I've been amazed at how you got through this week. Mm -hmm. And it hit me then, like, I I prayed so much this week. I had to, what else was I going to do to get through it? And so those anxious moments, even now are just drawing me closer to God. They're making me realize how reliant on him. I truly am in my day to day.
0: You know what? That is so beautifully put. And for a young 25 year old to start realizing that I'm a little bit older than you, maybe a year or two, we won't tell anybody, but (laughs) even at, at my age, it's so hard sometimes to take a step back and just start praying.
1: Mm-hmm. As you
0: mentioned, those those feelings of anxious, anxiety, worry, fear, the unknown, they cripple you. And, and sometimes they'll even anger you in a way where you don't. Oh, yeah. You don't want to pray. You're just mad. You're just absolutely. This happened. You know, first I'm in the hospital, now I'm Got an EpiPen, and I can't uh, eat avocados. <laughs> right? I mean, come on, avocados are awesome. My wife and right? I love avocados. I mean, how are you going to ever again in life if you can't have avocados? And I don't know. I can I can just hear the argument right in 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 the in my head with God if that would have happened. But to have you so eloquently say, no, 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 it wasn't that. It was I took a step back. I prayed. It drew me closer. I realized that I need him. I need a savior. And to learn that now at 25 versus versus my age, which is I guess they call middle aged, which I (laughs) I still think I'm young.
1: No, (laughs) you're (laughs) Um, young,
0: young, young at heart. Uh, It's just a it's a good place to be because we're all going to have those moments that if we don't know who's with us, meaning Jesus, we can let things get out of control and our anger can become intense quickly and our yeah. depression can become intense quickly if we just take a step back and go, okay, God, eh, not so funny. No, not so funny. Not happy to be right. in the hospital, but okay, help me. Help me. And the last two weeks ago, we we uh, one of my friends was on the podcast, uh, Tim Byrne, and he, he was talking about, again, because it's just been a season of, wrestling, to be honest. He talked about the peace that surpasses all understanding through Jesus. And it sounds as though God poured that out on you last week as you were praying.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it should have been a much harder week than it was. And and it was hard. I, I don't look back on it and um, you know like, wow, last week was awesome. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But
1: certainly there was a sense of peace that is unexplainable because how was I able to be calm and get through the week and still be functioning and standing up on Saturday yes. with everything that was going on? It was It was a lot.
0: Well, and it sounds as though you've been through quite a bit this past year, because I understand that the state you are in Although you work for a a fabulous company, you physically, correct me if I'm wrong, have not been back in your office for a year, close to a year, is that right? Almost
1: a year, yes. I remember taking my stuff out of my office. It was March 16th last year. I remember taking my things out and thinking I was going home for two weeks and then I would be back.
0: (laughs) How? Have you dealt with that physically? And and I'm understanding that maybe some of our listeners are in the same boat. To me, when you explained that to me, that that was foreign to me, right? Because I've been in the office, well, for a long time. We won't say when we went back, but we've we've been back for a while. What has that been like?
1: It has been the just the weirdest thing. There's there's been good and bad in it. I've had you know you have to find the good in it, but. I am such an extrovert that sitting in my, I sit in my kitchen for work. That's where I have put all my things at my kitchen counter and work all day. And if I don't have a Zoom meeting or a phone call in a day, I start to go a little bit crazy, not seeing people or talking to people. And then I call my mom or talk to my boyfriend or somebody after work. And I just ramble for about an hour because I haven't been able to let it out all day.
0: Right. Oh, I, wow. That is, yeah. that, that, that's wow for me because And if,
1: wow. of course that's caused, you know, some anxiety too. I think it has for everybody of wondering when are we going to go back to normal? When am I going to go back to my office? When do I get to travel to Colorado again to see my family? When do I get a, you know, do all these different things, be in church without a mask on and sing with the, with, you know, the worship band. When do I get to do all these things? And that is, caused anxiety too and forces us all into prayer too because if you let yourself linger on those questions for too long it's it's agonizing
0: oh i love i love how you just said that i was just having a conversation about something so similar to that lately that we need to work through our frustrations our hurt our brokenness but if we rely on it too long it will keep us down too long so right we have to deal with it. But at the same time, there comes a point where we have to move on.
1: Yeah. And we have to recognize when we aren't the ones that can deal with it. There's nothing I can do to speed up this pandemic. (laughs) I would have done it months ago if I could have.
0: Right. And so you're doing okay working from home?
1: Yes. Doing okay. Making it through. Gotta just keep the spirits high. I go, I try to go outside a lot, which as you mentioned, was hard when it was negative 26, negative 30 last for the last two yeah. weeks, but it's like 40 today, I can be outside.
0: Do <laughs> you realize that's a 66 degree swing in a week? That's insane. Oh, I, I left the office the other day after a meeting. It was 19 degrees outside, no wind. Everybody's like, where do you guys live? It's called heaven. We live yeah, right. Iowa, <laughs> Iowa, Minnesota. I went outside, no wind, the sun was beating down, and 19 has never felt so good in my life.
1: Oh, oh. I hear ya. I'm like going outside without a coat and like short sleeves, (laughs) it feels great.
0: Like what is wrong with me that 19 degrees feels good outside?
1: What's wrong with all of us, yeah.
0: Well, get (laughs) cooped up in the house and then it's too cold and you just run outside. Well, that's good. I'm I'm glad that you're doing well during all of this because, as you said, anxiety could, for an extrovert, could really get out of control when you're you're mm-hmm. working from from home every day. Do you have any uh, projections on the horizon when you'll be able to go back in into the office?
1: It's changed a bit, you know, from time to time, and I think a lot of it's dependent on when our um, governors open things back up. But so, so far, I'm hearing uh, May or end of May. So. Hopefully within the next few months.
0: So it's around the corner.
1: We hope so, yes. (laughs) It (laughs) better be.
0: (laughs) Hope is a good word right now. Oh, (laughs) absolutely. So as we're talking about enjoying the journey, as we've talked about your, your journey going from what you thought was going to be a teacher to ending up leaving Colorado, coming to Minnesota, working for a Christian bookstore... Uh, not you you know growing up in the faith but but then not having any faith for a while until uh, later in life as we talk about all of that and enjoying the journey if you could have anybody right now on this journey with you who would that be
1: I love this question and I had to think think about it because of course there are so many people that come to my mind but in um during the pandemic in October, um, God brought my boyfriend into my life, Sam. And dating in the pandemic is weird because we couldn't go on dates for the longest time. We actually just saw a movie together for the first time this past weekend. So it's it's been funny. But yeah, I would pick Sam for a few reasons. One is just because he keeps me so grounded and focused on God's will rather than my own. He's just very humble. And that was one of the first things that I noticed about him was just really the presence of the Holy Spirit in him. I mean, it just exudes from him. And then second, he just makes everything fun. And it's a lot easier to enjoy the journey when things are fun and you can laugh and just enjoy, enjoy the ride. Like you say, it just makes it better.
0: Amen. I love when we can laugh. People I'd rather laugh than cry. Now it happens, the crying every now and then, but it's just fun to laugh. It is fun to laugh. And and to realize don't take yourself so serious in mm-hmm. so, so many can can I tell you a, a story that will probably make you laugh, but I wasn't I wasn't laughing on my journey.
1: <laughs> yes, I loved it.
0: Okay, so you know that I'm diagnosed with muscular dystrophy, so I have a wheelchair that I use. So Valentine's Day was recent, right? Yep. Just, just around the corner. And my wife She's like, oh, I got you a Valentine's Day gift. I'm like, I thought we weren't getting gifts. I thought that's what (laughs) what we said. And uh, again, I've been married for 23 years, so she's kind of giddy about this gift. And it's funny, but the pastor that I was talking about earlier on the episode, he had Mm -hmm. given a message before and they had done something. So the last few weeks has been on relationship goals. And so they had couples that had been married forever. And one of the questions was, what is the worst gift anybody's ever given you, or, or your spouse has given you? And I, would, you know, my wife and I are looking at each other and we're thinking, ah, what? Is, what is the worst? She couldn't really come up with anything. I couldn't really come up with anything. And then she said, it's because you never give me any gifts. And I'm like, that's not. Oh true. boy. <laughs> that is not true. I, yeah, I give you gifts. Um, but all of a sudden, she's getting a little giddy about Valentine's Day, and all of a sudden, it shows up one day. There's this package. And our youngest daughter goes, Can I open it, Dad? It's for you. I said, Yeah. So she opens it. It's a bag to go on the back of my wheelchair. Oh my gosh. First of all, I hate my wheelchair. Yep. Second of all, you just bought me a bag. And then all the kids started to make fun of me because we can put your, you know, wipes in there, Dad. <laughs> You know, oh no. You know, Kleenexes and all of this. And I'm like, you were giddy about giving me a that's awesome. Go on the back of my wheelchair. (laughs) And then I said to her, Well, I guess you finally did it. You gave me the worst Valentine's Day present ever. That is
1: hilarious. I I love that.
0: I was somewhat (laughs) kidding, somewhat not, but I'm like, come on. But then again, (laughs) you just gotta laugh at yourself, right? Right. Oh,
1: absolutely.
0: My kids have all kinds of smart aleck uh, of course. comments that can go in that bag. You know, dad's getting <laughs> old. He'll need adult diapers and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, yeah, really, children? Really? And so,
1: I brought you into this world. Yeah, yeah.
0: I said, well, if dad needs them. guess who's changing him? Ha ha ha. Dope's on you. <laughs> so, that's but, awesome. I love that. But that's exactly what you were talking about. We have to laugh. We oh, totally. To because, yeah, I really do need a bag on the back of my wheelchair. It's helpful. You can put all kinds of junk in it. <laughs> now, I don't like it because it just means I'm going to be using it more. So right. That's why uh, I get a little perturbed about it. But at the end of the day, my wife was thoughtful. She was yeah. caring. She was giving. I could get totally bent out of shape about it. But instead, um, let's just laugh. Let's you
1: got to laugh at it. Absolutely. Fun.
0: Awesome. Well, I appreciate our time so much together. As we wrap things up, I do have a question for you. And that is, as our listeners continue on their journeys, maybe they're similar to mine or to yours, what piece of advice would you give them? Well, I think one you just did, and that was laughing. But
1: Yes, laugh. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Well, some of what we've been talking about, and it's the advice that I need to take myself, and that is to find more rest in God. As scripture tells us, constantly how important it is to rest. Matthew 11, 28 says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And I mean, I've had countless times in the last week that you just have to step back and remind yourself to rest. Um, and, And we can do that in a way that honors God, like reading scripture or meditating on a verse or praying or writing or whatever it is that brings us closer to him. But we need more of that in our lives. We have to rest.
0: Oh, that's such good advice. So I'm going to wrap it up for you. I think it's laughing Mm -hmm. and resting.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And I am so excited about your journey. And I sincerely mean that. For God to pull up a 25-year-old, put them in the role of a senior publicist, of a Christian publishing company just brings joy to my heart. I'm just... I'm so encouraged by your journey. I'm so thankful that you shared with us today your story. And I'm grateful that, that you're willing to go out there and help other people tell their stories. Stories of hope and strength and overcoming adversity through Jesus. Just thank you.
1: Yeah, amen to that. Thank you. This is so wonderful.
0: Uh, it's so great to have you. I appreciate you very much. And as always, I hope you continue to find joy in your journey as well. Thanks, Holly.
1: Yep. Thanks, Rob.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Enjoying the Journey podcast brought to you by Rise Ministries. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, and to follow Rise Ministries on any of our social media channels.
1: Thanks for listening.